Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Travis McFalls. I'm James Hamilton. All right. That uh, intro music that you heard there actually comes from a friend of mine. Um, We uh, grew up learning guitar with each other in uh, Glendale, Arizona, which is like a western suburb of uh, Phoenix. And there was a small group. There was like five of us friends that started learning guitar at the same time. And um, yeah, uh, Mark's Mark's been busy. Baby Island, is that the name? Baby Island, that's the name of the band. That's a sweet cover, man. Yeah, they actually, it's um, it's a takeoff of a Love album cover. Yeah, I, it, it seems familiar, but it's cool. Yeah, like it. yeah, so um, it's pretty cool, it's pretty groovy. Um, actually, he's sending me a tape this week of um, the uh, specific album that you're looking at right there. So it'd be cool, I'll actually get to cruise around in my car and uh, listen to a cassette of this, so I guess that's one of the fringe benefits of being a uh, podcast host. He can be our first plug. Give him a plug. Uh, all right, Baby Island. Uh, they're out of Washington. Uh, that's Washington State, not DC, like where I'm from. And uh, just great, great music. Like I said, uh, my friend Mark Bizard uh, is the guitarist. I feel like I can say his name because you know he's <laughs> a, he's a public name like us now. You know he's got music out there. So yeah. Uh, so please do check out Mark Bizard's uh, band called Baby Island in the state of Washington. I believe it's um, just outside of Seattle. It's uh, babyisland.bandcamp.com, and I think you can buy the whole album for five bucks, it looks like. Yeah. And you yeah. get uh, eight songs. It was released a little while back, but... Uh, yeah, looking forward to some new material there, Mark. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, I left for a while. Yes, you did. You were gone, yeah. You guys may, may hear some strange noises this week because I am puppy-sitting. We got the puppy. We got our Danif. Yeah, uh, she's sitting there right now just <laughs> laying on Jim's lap. She's adorable. She's about uh, 16 and a half pounds, and uh, uh, she's, very, she's very feminine. She's very soft and mellow. Yeah. But her, I met the parents. Right. And the dad's about 220. Oh, my God. And his head is easily the size of a basketball. <laughs> easily. And then I met the mom, and she is, as advertised, about navel tall, yeah. about 170 pounds, and she looks like the she looks like a lean, mean bloodhound. Yeah. That's kind of what, um, I mean, that's a, that's a big baby you're holding right there. Yeah, we'll take a picture of her and throw her out there again. I've been trying to keep people. I've been using our... our um, Twitter account, both to sort of document her size and just to let people who are interested see her. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the things, you know, when we're doing radio, you can't really hear us, so or you can't see what we're looking at. So um, we kind of try to use our social media. Um, we try to use it sort of as our eyes. So you we can, do. So you can see what we're seeing. Um, I know for myself, I'll probably be posting a couple pictures this week of things we may talk about in this episode today. Well, I got an email from one of our fans in, um, in Florida. 
Okay. I'm, we have a couple listeners down there. I, uh, they wanted to know if we would periscope, and I had to actually figure out what that was. Oh, periscope. I periscoped um, last summer. Yeah, they want us to periscope. I, you know, I feel like we need a few more fans before we periscope. It's, <laughs> they say for every thousand fans, you could expect one person to periscope. So we'd have like two, maybe three mm. people on counting us. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just us and the one person, the one person that wants to see it. Yeah, on periscope. Well, no, one of the Wisconsin guys because I periscoped with him in Wisconsin. I think he would get on it if you know he wasn't like working at the time. So you have to understand, like, when we record these shows, we record these shows on a Tuesday while most of you guys are at work. Right. This is what we're busy doing. Yep. (laughs) This is our work. Yeah, this is our work. So while you guys are going out there doing job-type jobs, this is us. Yep. Well, that's a nice gig. It is sweet, yeah. Which we make up for with many nights of work. Yeah, that's true. So we, um, and then, um, you know, we also put in time when we're not doing the show, so... I know I spent a lot of time. We both did this weekend, kind of reevaluating where we're at because we're five in. Yep. So we were kind of evaluating where we're at, what we need to do better. Um, I know you certainly got some criticism um, on a, the road trip you took. Well, my old man, he's pretty, he's pretty concise and straightforward, and he had feedback. Yeah, yes, he had he feedback. First of all, he didn't totally understand why we were putting. You know, he like wanted to know why there was a podcast. Okay. Like, was like why there, do this? Right. Are we selling something? No. No. Do you get paid for it? No. no. Are you doing it to achieve something else? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> so why are you doing it? We just thought it would be fun and entertaining and to connect with people. Okay, well, you need to do all of this better. <laughs> <laughs> and now tell them the why you would listen to someone. I mean, aside from the fact that he's your dad, why? what gives him the ability to tell you that where you would listen what what are what are his credits? Oh, he'd be embarrassed if i told people what he did but uh my father uh was just a you know regular farm kid out in cedar and he decided at one point in time in his life he wanted to have a game farm so he built this big game farm up in anoka which would be probably about five miles north of the twin cities and uh, in doing so, lots of celebrities, lots of big people came through there, and a Hollywood production came through wanting to film part of their movie on his game farm. While they were there, they had read some of my dad's short stories and read a script, and he had written a Western, and they wanted him to come out to Hollywood and actually do it for a living. And so he started working on a bunch of television shows and being a staff writer and eventually his western script got got its funding and uh when that happened we're talking about uh, you know wild west and hollywood like the 1960s where a 20 year old guy could just expect to go out and be successful <laughs> to a degree. and uh in the middle of it, they had changed some of the tax code, and he'd lost some of his funding. So to get some of his funding back, he decided to go work for Peterson Productions. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was one of your very first reality producers. Yeah, because um, what was the show that he... Or it was a movie, essentially, that he was going to do, right? Yeah, it was a, like a two-hour show for national network television. And what, what, what happened in this show? 
he was riding by himself with the Iowa State Patrol to do a reality series based on watching police officers do their job. Sound familiar. <laughs> and this was what year? 1974. You know, he came up with the idea in 72, started doing it in like 74, was on the road with them for a couple of years. Yeah. Came yeah. home, cut it, did all the audio himself, and he had the whole thing ready. So he did cops before cops came out. Yeah. He did cops before cops. Yep, and he got paid for it. Well, at least he got paid. But the biggest part of the payoff was that the show would air and he would be, you know, there would be even more money. Right. But it got sold to a Japanese company and the rights to it got sold, which wouldn't have been a big deal except for the Eagles, who have a song in the documentary, reneged on him being able to use their material, their song. Which song was it? Take It to the Limit. Dude, we should just use that song in every episode of ours, but we should take it to the limit and use up to 29 seconds of it every show, and then so they can't. He might be in your corner. <laughs> yeah. He was. Uh, he could have recut it, but my dad's a bit of an artist, and he, I no, know, I get it. Yeah, the whole thing frosted him. And yeah, so I'd be pretty pissed too. He accidentally picked production up, so that's how he ended up going into commercials. That's how I ended up in commercials. Right. They started an advertising agency, and they were shooting commercials. And then uh, he started writing again. Yeah. And while he was writing and shooting commercials, he opened up a chain of rental video stores. Right. And he was involved in all of that. And at that time, he was producing a monthly newspaper. Mm-hmm. And he was going on the radio and talking about new movies coming to, to video. And okay. I mean, it just, it goes, his accomplishments go on and on. And right, on. right. Well, I know the one personally that my grandfather would just be shitting the bed over is uh, Gunsmoke. Oh, yeah. My yep. grandfather loves Gunsmoke. Yep, staff writer work for him on that was a big deal. In fact, a lot of those shows back then might have 20, 30 guys from all different areas working on scripts, and then they would cherry-pick pieces of them or take whole parts of it. Yeah, you were telling me a story of um, like one of the scripts that he had to write. Like It was like, give us 50 pages, and then he gets back like maybe 15 worth. Yeah. And then... Yeah, how did that happen? I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, because you kind of, you know, we were sharing all this through text. So I think I'm kind of curious of that story because I think some of it lost uh, was lost in translation of the text. So oh, like, how like how happen? they used to do it back then. Yeah. So uh, how did like, uh, yeah, how did they do that? Because I write, think that's something I know my grandfather would certainly. You could you could write a whole entire episode of a show, right? And they would pick out in black, like they take a black marker to ninety percent of it. Yeah. And then you'd get back what was Basically, left. they just, yeah, you'd get back, Doc shoots the bad guy. Right. Oh, God. Well, you cut out everything. Okay, so Doc shoots the bad guy. Then what? Uh, the end? Yeah. <laughs> they go, well, we, we like this plot line, and we might not use it right now. And my dad had an agent uh, at the time, and so staff writers would bounce from show to show to show to show. Mm-hmm. And whenever I've asked my dad to tell me all the shows he's written or what he wanted to take credit for, he wouldn't. Why? He just simply wouldn't. I think that he thinks that he needs to be a lot more successful, man. When you look around Hollywood, there's a lot of really successful yeah. people. But when you look at my dad, you know, he did the uh, screenplay. He was the adapted screenplay for one of the top 25 war movies of all time called Cross of Iron. Okay. His name's right there on the poster. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people would remember the poster. It's quite memorable. Uh, you have to uh, Google it sometime. But uh, I know he worked on a lot of different things. And uh, he was critiquing us. Yep. 
pretty hard, pretty harsh, pretty harsh. Uh, the funny thing is, though, is, is uh, I mean, my phone is just blowing up for like an hour. Jim's just sending me like the new like bone pickage upon new bone pickage upon new bone pickage. And I'm just going, fuck, does it ever stop? Yeah. God, this guy's hungry, man. He's just picking us down, cleaning our bones. And um, but the funny thing is that every one, uh, every single one of them that came in, I was like, "Yeah, he's got a point. He wants the best for you." Yeah, I mean, he's got a point, and we do, we do, we have a long ways to go to get better. I mean, we're on uh, what today's episode six. Yeah, and when I say he wants the best for you, he wants the best for our our audience. Right, he not not me. You or me? He doesn't give a shit about me. He's yeah. like, he's like, uh, you know, your your people should get this, your people should get that, and he's. Uh, He's usually ahead of the ahead of the game when it comes to you know thinking through what's new, what's ni- nice, what's interesting, and he felt like uh, we, he felt like we we do a lot of good things in a lot of our shows, but we don't necessarily bring it all together. Right, right. We need to clean it up. So, um, so that's what we're working on this week. Um, but in our travels, in my travels with my dad, I uh, he went with me to pick up the. Uh, the puppy. The beast. Yep. And uh, so we were coming from the Twin Cities oh, to Ohio, and we decided to go the long way and stop in the Quad Cities, and then go from the Quad now, Cities Now, where are the Quad Cities for people that aren't from the Midwest? Right, right. So the Quad Cities is right on the Mississippi River on the border of Iowa and Illinois, and it, com- it comprises of two Iowa cities and two Illinois cities, Davenport, Bettendorf, Moline, and Rock Island. They make up the Quad Cities. Okay. So that's probably five and a half hours away from the Twin Cities. Okay. So we blew down there, and about halfway down, I'm getting off on an off-ramp, and, and I've got to cross over the top of this bridge, and uh, all of a sudden, this the state trooper flies up the on-ramp to the, to the freeway. Yeah. So he's going against traffic, flips his lights on. I see him flip his lights on. I, I pull right over, thinking he's yeah. going to blow by me for an emergency parks right behind me what he that's get, always oh shit moments right yeah. i'm like what is going on so then he comes out of his car and then he approaches on the passenger side he says i need you to step out of the car i'm like well, okay so i step out of the car he's like i need you to come and sit in my car what right that's no. not the way tickets are given where we're yeah from. yeah no no i'm not sitting in your car because all i know you're gonna Pull away, and you know you're not going to stop till we get to jail. I'm being pseudo arrested, right? Yeah, right. So awesome. Uh, instead of putting me in the back door, he puts me in the front, which gave me some hope. Yeah, yeah, that'll He's give you a like, little bit. He's uh, like, you know how uh, fast you're going? I said, I don't. Yeah, uh, just close yeah. to the speed limit. He's like, well, you were going 83 and a 65. I said, well, yeah. I was trying. I had a line of cars that wouldn't move from the right lane to let me in. Yeah. And had I slowed down enough to get to that line of cars, I would have caused an accident. Right. So I was speeding up to get onto the off-ramp. We're going to go get gas. Right. He's like, oh, okay, do you have your insurance on you? Sure. Yeah. And my insurance? Yeah. It's out of date. Are you serious? Like two months. You haven't paid your insurance? No, it's paid. I just didn't put the updated card Oh, you card don't have in. the updated. See, mine's, uh, mine's all digital. I can just do it on the phone. And mine is digital, too. I just don't save the emails. I, I don't know why I don't, but I didn't. I usually just print up the hard copy so that if somebody else is driving my car, they don't have any trouble. Right, right, right. I've got the app so on my phone, so that's great. And then uh, Nobody else drives your car. Nobody else drives my car, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, my wife drives my truck sometimes. So 
I he he demands I get on the phone with the insurance company. It's like it's the fifteen proof. to five thirty. I get I get proof where I get the ticket right okay. now. I get uh, my agent on the phone. He gives me a hundred and sixty eight dollar ticket, and says, "You know what? Just skip it. I'll just give you a warning because I don't know why." So I'm I'm struggling the whole time trying to get my agent on the phone. Right. But all of a sudden, it's not important. And then he says, uh, "If you have any questions about this, you can call this line or whatever." And blah 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 blah. Just gives you some paperwork or something. Right. So we continue down to the Quad Cities and we drive all over hell. And uh, when I get back, I check in on the ticket. And when I call, because I want to pay it, it tells me that I was identified as violating the law by a drone. Oh, killed by your own love. Right. Um, over Over Jim's birthday, the one thing he wanted more than anything else was a drone. And he got his drone. I haven't even flown that drone, dude. I've done nothing but simulations. And this guy, uh, so they, they, when I had gone back onto the freeway, there were five troopers, so it was some sort of a sting, and all these cars were pulled over on the side of the road. And I was like, oh, one guy must be like hitting him with radar, and these and other then, five cops yeah, are then, just giving tickets. Yep. No, they got me from the sky. Just uh, so did they have like the? They have an aerial picture with the sp- with the speed, and you can choose to plead guilty or not. So and, um, those five guys, they're just hanging out there, like having fun flying a drone. I think that it, it looked like. I I don't know. I never saw it. I never right. saw. I just they just told me how I got hit. And See I, what knew, I mean, and didn't you say, "Oh, drones are so loud, you'd hear it coming." Right, but they have they have airspace that I can't go to. I mean, they can go up thousands they, of feet. Uh, okay, they can go like high. A, with a, they probably call it a UAV, yeah. an unmanned vehicle, and yeah. they're out in the middle of nowhere, so there's no airport they're going to... Have to compete with or anything right. like that, yeah, for airspace. So $168 ticket, or I can drive all the way back down there, appear in court, and still pay the 168 bucks. Oh, that blows. Right? That really sucks. And then they have another ticket that I, I think... I don't know if I avoided it or not, but <laughs> I flew through Cedar Rapids. It's in Iowa on my way to the Quad Cities. And I told my sister I got a ticket, and she's like, oh, you went the speed limit through Cedar Rapids, right? I said, why? So, well, they do photo tickets. Photo tickets. So they have cameras that take a picture of your car with its plate, identify the plate, mail you a ticket if you're more than five miles over the speed limit. Oh, nice. Um, in Texas, actually, I got nailed in the city of... What fucking city was that? Shit, where the fuck did I used to live? I don't know. It's between. It's one of the mid cities. I got nailed in one of the mid cities. Come on, I used to play hockey out there. You lived in Austin, didn't you? No, I lived in uh, Fort Worth. Yeah, Fort Worth. Um, Mid cities is like kind of like you know out here. It's Twin Cities, Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Take one step. I'm in St. Paul. Take one step. I'm in Minneapolis. Well, Dallas, Fort Worth. You have many cities in between the two, and those make up what they call the mid cities, uh, separating. So it's not like. Boom, I'm in Minneapolis. Boom, I'm in St. Paul. Boom, I'm in Fort Worth. Boom, I'm in Dallas. So you have these... Um, like L.A. where you're in Malibu and mid- Hollywood. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got your... Um, oh, God. I can't even think right now. It's really bad that you can't remember where you lived. No, I can't. Have uh, you lived that Rich? many places? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere between Fort Worth and Dallas, you got... I got nailed. I got nailed... Um, I got nailed for technically it was a running a red, but yeah, they got me. You can see it. I, you know, it was like the light was literally just turning red and I was slowing down. I was making a right hand turn mm-hmm. to actually go play hockey. And, um, Richfield, is it Richfield? Ah, oh, fuck. No, it's not Richfield. How much was that ticket? Um, 
it wasn't too bad. It was like uh, it was like fifty five bucks. And then I asked them. They were like, "Oh, this doesn't even go on your record. This is just kind of like um, a separate thing that we do." Citation. And I was like, "Well, no. Like the people you pay, it wasn't even like the um, state. Wasn't even the state. Wasn't even the city. Wasn't even the county. It was just some group of people." That somehow we're making, yeah. So, because I was like, well, where's this money go? And I was like, fuck you, I'm giving you $55. This is going to be 80 And I went through two of these sections on the same stretch of road. So, it could be another 160 bucks. Yeah. Uh, anytime you do over 15 over, you're pretty boned. Hmm. Uh, you do was... not want to get ticketed for 15 plus over. Even 10 plus is five plus sucks, but it's manageable. 10 plus. Sucks. Hmm. Fifteen plus, they're gonna take the screws, do you? Uh, what else did I do that you might be interested in? You might be interested. I went to Notre Dame. That's right, you did go to this. Was that your first time going to Notre Dame? Yep. So how was it? It's very Catholic. <laughs> it's very Catholic. Yeah. There's a lot of God. Yeah. Jesus well, is everywhere. I mean, it's a Catholic school. It is. Uh, I guess I would say it's gorgeous. I didn't know they had their own golf course. Okay. That seemed pretentious. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seemed very Notre Dame. It is, uh, it is the way you've seen it and imagined it. Uh, it can't offer a ton of color other than to say that I heard tuitions about 40000 a year. Okay. I, uh, I saw people, rent, you can rent a tree and put that's your actually, name on it. That's still actually cheaper than Berkeley College of Music in Boston, where I was looking to go. That was like sixty grand a semester. Wow. Man, yeah. they get a lot. Yeah. It was something like that. It was something it was something insane. It was something insane like that. I think it was definitely more than forty thousand a year. So for a private school that's actually with the prestige of Notre Dame, that's actually okay. Man, it seems like so much money. Well, yeah, you'd prefer to be on scholarship. Yeah. It was, I was there for uh an alumni day and you wouldn't believe how many people I mean they are they are Proud oh, they're gamers. everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. When I went to the ASU uh, Notre Dame game um, at Cowboy Stadium a couple years back, I mean, those people just travel so well. Because they're all rich. They're all over the place, too. <sighs> I mean, just random kids are Notre Dame fans. And you're like, dude, do you know anyone from South Bend? No. You Catholic? No. Just, you know, Notre Dame. It's just a traditional college football powerhouse. So they get people that are fans that you're like, why the fuck are you even a fan? You you know, you don't have any history with them just because it's Notre Dame. Yeah, you get what they called Subway fans or whatever because they were playing in New York and people got to yeah. root rooting for them because they were kind of like a national team. Yep. That's how I know. And they're always on. They're always on TV always with their on. NBC deal. Yep. yep. That helps a lot. Yeah. I did see something I thought was rather bullshit, though. What's that? They, had, they were putting a new building up and they were, it's from scratch. Okay. And it's built to look exactly like all of the 100 and 200 year old buildings. Mm, so, like, it's kind of like um, buying like like buying jeans and then um, trying to vintage them up, like yeah, make them look exactly worn. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, felt a little sketch. Okay, okay, felt a little sketch. I did go see Touchdown Jesus, so that was really cool. Right I didn't realize that it had a uh, sort of like a Washington Monument moat leading up to it, so there's a double reflection. Oh, cool. I did that at night. That was pretty cool. But um, I would say what I what was most shocking was I saw some of the houses for the priests. Mm. They're doing well. Yeah. I know they're doing well. They're in, they're in gated homes. Yeah, priests do pretty well. 
How is the town of South Bend? Because I imagine it's just Notre Dame, pretty much, right? Well, the, there's a there's a it's there's a lot of Catholicism there, obviously, but mm-hmm. the town's actually pretty nice. Okay, and is it just a big college town, or, um, or is there more to the place than just Notre Dame? I would like to tell you that I spent more time there than I did, but basically, I got there trying to get to the Basilica Mass at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. I got there at three thirty with my dad. Cause my dad's Catholic. It's a big okay. deal. It's Saturday. I was about night. to say I didn't know you were Catholic. Yeah. My, I'm 50%. Okay. My mom's Presbyterian, so I'm somewhere in between. Okay. So we get there at, so it's supposed to be at 5. I get there at 4.30, actually, and I get to the gate, and I'm like, hey, my dad's you know handicapped. I want to get him into service. What's the best way to do it? And they're like, oh, just go up to this and that building, uh, but you know, I don't know if it'll still be going when you get there. I look at the guy, and I'm like, it's still 5 o'clock, right? He's like, yeah. Okay, dumbass, you know, drive away. <laughs> you didn't realize that uh, there was a time differential. You fucker, you knew it. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I passed into the Eastern time zone. I had no idea, so I missed it. Fuck. And it just sucked. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, it like, sucked. It did not work out. Sorry, pops. To work out at all. <laughs> Your son obviously doesn't right. know his fucking time differences. Right. It just, it just absolutely blew. So then um, uh, after that, uh, after that being late, my dad was kind of bummed. I took him back to the hotel, and then he kind of wanted to sleep because, you know, he's a little sick or whatever. Yeah. And so then I walked nine miles around the campus, all over hell, just checking it out. Just yeah. There's so many things, so many movies, so many places. Like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that part from Rudy. Yeah, where he's lighting candles. I yeah, went down there, yeah. and I lit a candle, and, you know, of course, there's Touchdown Jesus. Then, so everybody's going everywhere, right? I mean, hundreds of people are freely flowing through the university. And I go to this, this guy at the gate, and I'm like, do you mind if I just dip into the football stadium, just run down the hallway and just quick picture? No, you can't do that. No, nope. you you got to buy a tourist package. How much is that? It's like seventy bucks. Eh, I was expecting noted. I was expecting you to say like ten times more than that. What's just, Disneyland? One thirty-five. Disneyland's only one thirty-five. I think it's cheap. Oh, wow. So we're a long yeah, way but, from Disneyland. Yeah, here. but then you pay twenty bucks for a fucking churro. Yes, <laughs> something about it. So what, what have you been up to, man? Um, well, I've just been taking it easy. Uh, as you know, from last week, I was dying, mm-hmm. but now I'm, um, recovering. Right. And so I'm on a, uh, antibiotic, uh, regime right now, uh, photosensitive antibiotic. So, uh, we agreed we're not going to talk about the weather, but we will, uh, I will tell you that it is fucking gorgeous out right now this weekend that I've had off and I can't go outside because right. I'm on photosensitive medication. That sucks, dude. Yeah, so I've been just hiding in my garage, just like fucking like Quasimodo, you know, Notre Dame there. Um, yeah, um, I've had two chipmunks that have befriended me in my garage. Which you've been tweeting about. Yeah, yeah, the chipmunks have been um, hanging out with me. They've been, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm cool with the fact that they're so cool with just walking up to me in my garage and hanging out. It's kind of like they're like, yeah, this is my garage too, motherfucker. You've got to be pretty isolated to start talking to the chipmunks, dude. Yeah, yeah. And these, I know that these fuckers, these are the fuckers that are eating up my hockey equipment. Oh, wow. They'll chew into my bag. Yeah, they like the, uh, like the foamy lining that's like in the pants. Yeah. So. You've made friends with the enemy? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, they, like they're the reason I still have to carry my stinky uh, hockey equipment in my car until I can freaking one of these years, you know, actually go to like Home Depot on one of my days off and get, get a bin to store it in. 
So you're gonna have to sit on the sidelines during 65 and breezy weather. Yep, I'm I'm on the bench. I'm riding the pine, hanging out with the chipmunks. Well, maybe maybe work is are you able to work during this time? So yeah, I'm able to work. Um, I was still pretty fatigued after doing last week's show, um, but as the week went on, I got better. I think I just got fatigued from the uh, the infection. I think probably is what caused it. I don't I don't think it's Lyme. Good. Just the fact that I'm getting better. Everything's getting better. So, um, so I think it was just the infection that took me down. Yeah. Um, but I did get better and better as this week went on. And, uh, that was good because I needed the energy on Saturday. Saturday was a fucking insane day for me at work. Just started off. It's one of those days where like customers are just salty as fuck, you know? Um, was there something going on Saturday? Was it close to a was it graduation? Uh, the, uh, the Moron Parade was going on. The Moron Parade was in <laughs> full swing in Burnsville, and I was selling concessions. Uh, uh, I was just wondering if there was something going on that brought everyone in. <laughs> I think there were some uh, graduations, definitely. I was told, be prepared. This is sort of like graduation season the next four to five weeks. The fuck is that? Wow. Typically, yeah. Typically, like, okay, I could get, like, one to three because, like, maybe colleges get out a little earlier. Then you've got your high schools. And, of course, all your high schools aren't going to be the same fucking week. So I get it. But four to five weeks just seems like a bit, like, obtuse. You know, it seems like a big number. Apparently, all the kids want to go to each other's graduation parties, so they get pushed way out. Yeah, they just... It's a wide berth. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. And a pain in the ass to top it off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, especially like if you're like you and have a large family and have to ping pong between all these things, you know, yeah, my sympathies. I Do I have anybody graduating this year? I don't think so. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I think I... I you, you, next you, year. Okay. Yep, next year. So you're able to coast this year. Nice. Yep, I got a nephew turning twenty-one though. That'll be interesting. Oh, a nephew turning twenty-one—that's insane. I uh, also is Obi Wan's son graduate this year or next year? Obi Wan's son graduates. Um, Future Man graduates next year. Next year, that'll be a trip. Cause I, I don't know if I want to go to that. You know, Obi Wan's going to be in tears. I gotta go. And I gotta I, come yeah, out with you're some right. Go for it too. Oh God, you're right. Yeah, can't gotta... just give him fifty bucks. It's Obi Wan's kid. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, then again, I can because I'm broke. Well, I'm, I'm not broke, but I just I'm on a budget. Let's just say you got to transition. You must take your your yourself and cocoon and blossom into the butterfly. Yeah, I know, I know. I uh, taking some not... time off. Yeah, well, I mean, I am going to Texas next week. I'll be there for um, for an entire week. So it'll be nice to see some friends, see some relatives. Good R&R. Go to a wedding. Yeah, just kind of clear the head, get ready to come back to Minnesota, hit the ground running with this again. Uh, there are other endeavors that I also have planned. Uh, I want to go, um, just like I said, seeing Kevin Smith kind of helped my balls drop a little bit with the comedy. Mm. Um, I believe Maria Bamford's going to be in town, I think, at the end of June or July. That could be good to go to. You know, we're talking about uh, just talking about some things to do for outings. Mm-hmm. Um, some good comedians coming through Acme uh, the next, uh, uh, well, over the summer. But Bamford would probably be the, uh, would probably, this dog is so adorable. I'm sorry if you guys hear her snoring. She's, 
I had to. I tried to move her while Travis was talking. I felt like you guys could hear it, so I had to hold her head because <laughs> she was distracting us. <laughs> she's just. She's, she's just, just out. out. Yep, she's out. out. <laughs> Growing, I guess, for these guys is a big deal. But I didn't mean to interrupt you. So you, said, so you got some uh, comedy people that you want to go see. I'm not familiar with either one of them. Should I be Maria Bamford? Yeah. What do oh, I know? Oh yeah, her from? Uh, the comedians of comedy. Uh, she did like those Target commercials. She's the stand-up comedian that kind of talks with the really weird voice and like those impressions of her mother from Minnesota. Man, I don't remember. I can't do- I'll you, have to- if you see her, yep. if you see her, I saw her, know her. Yeah, uh, yeah, you'll be like, I got it, I got it. Um, so that'll be a good show, I think, to go to. Um, now your sister, does she have a lot of wedding demands on you. Do you have to get a tux and all that? No, no, no. Everything's pretty much well taken care of. I think I just have to. Uh, at first, I wasn't sure if I was going to do it because I wasn't sure if I was dying of Lyme disease or not. Right. Um, now that I'm pretty much like ninety five percent confident that I'm not, um, you know, and I'm getting my energy back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have to uh, be the guy that's like, "Would you please sign the guest book?" Please sign the guest book. So I got to do that. So you're an usher? I don't even think that counts as an usher. I think I just sit on ass and say, sign the guest book. Sign Mm. the guest book. Hey, 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 hey. I saw you. I saw you didn't sign the guest. Get get the fuck over there. Sign the guest book. That'll be comfortable. Sign the fucking guest book. You'll be popular at the reception. (laughs) I'm going to be huge. (laughs) You'll know everyone's name, though. Hey, Bob, I saw you. Bob. Way to be. Took you a little while, but you signed the book. You yeah. signed it. <laughs> you know in Texas there's a couple Bobs. Oh, there's definitely going to be a Bob. There's got to be a Billy. There's got to be a Jack. And there's definitely going to be a Joe. Is she excited? There even might be a Billy Joe Jack. In Texas, there very well could be. Is, yeah. she, is your sister excited? Well, I should hope so. It's her wedding. Some people wait a long time, and it's a formality, and they just no, get overstressed and want uh, it to be over, and other people have fallen into the storybook. Uh, when did she meet uh, Dude? She met Dude. Oh, they've been dating about three or so years. They got engaged last summer. Or not even last summer. It was like last... You are like related last, to last her, cri- right? <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm just trying to get the my times right here. Um, about a year ago, like around New Year's, I'd say they got engaged. And then uh, they're getting married this year. They're, they're in their mid-20s, early mid-20s. Oh, cool. So... You, are they registered? Or do you, did they get registered? And do you have to deal with all that? No, no, no. I'm just showing up. I'm You're going. I'm going to make sure people sign the fucking guest book. So, will your mom and dad both be there? Uh no, not my biological father because um, my kid sister is um, she's a half sister through my mom. No, well, there's no such thing as a half sister. Is so, there? She's your sister. she's my sister, right? right. But biologically speaking, right? Um, she's a half sister. Mm-hmm. When it comes to genetics, um, and her father has actually, um, her father passed away two summers ago, I believe it oh, was. Oh, bummer. Sorry to hear so, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yours, mine, and theirs family, kind of like mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, her dad, I mean, they've been, uh, my, yeah, she, uh, her dad's been divorced from, my, my mom and her dad have been divorced for like, oh, it'd probably been 18 years by the time, um, he had passed, uh, and he, uh, he wasn't a good guy. Well, you're gonna have to step up for your so, mom because she's, no, gonna, she, yeah, she have, yeah. she's so, gonna have representation. Yeah. So um yeah, so I'll be there. I mean my stepdad, you know, my, my sister considers she calls my stepdad dad. Mm-hmm. So Well, those are titles was, that are earned. 
Yep. So, um, so I don't know if he's walking her down the aisle. Uh, I'll tell you all about it when I get back. Tricky. I was just wondering how tricky your trip was going to be. Yeah. I'll Family t- stuff can be real tricky. Lots of landmines. Yeah. So the first half of my uh, trip, I'll be hanging out with some of my pharmacy friends from out there. Um, just friends, I should say. But I'm, most of my friends I met out there, I met through pharmacy. So, mm-hmm. um, so. <clears throat> She's snoring. I can't do anything about it. It's cute. It's and adorable. I can't put her on the ground because she'll eat everything. She's in that stage where she just wants to eat everything. She's a chewer. So, yeah, uh, first half of the week we'll be hanging out with friends. Um, obviously got to do a Taco Tuesday. Going to be huge. Got to do Taco Tuesday while I'm down there. Oh, such great food while you're there. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's this one barbecue joint. I don't even know the name of it. It's just this hole-in-the-wall place, and it's just got a sign that has a smiley face. I'll send uh, pictures out while I'm away so you guys can see these things. Will you be hanging out with first fans down there? I will be, yes. I will be staying with, uh, with Dr. Feelgood and Trombones. Mm-hmm. Right on. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So I'm interested gonna, I'm, in their feedback. Yeah. And, well, I'm interested to see if um, <laughs> they've picked up the fucking taco certificate or not. The gift card. That yeah, you, I would look under your bed because I'll bet you'll be sleeping on a pentagram so they don't have any more bad luck. <laughs> yeah. Carry a crucifix with me while I'm down there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any of their shit burning down, nothing right. running away. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's who I'll be staying with the first half of the week. And then the second half, I'll be uh, with family, and that'll be a family affair. My yeah. Uh, I've pretty much come to the terms that this is probably going to be the last time that I see my um, grandfather. Oh, that sucks. Um, yeah, he has. He's always. I mean, God, the old fucker's in his mid eighties, and uh, you know he's drank his whole life, smoked his whole life, just been one stubborn son of a bitch. I wonder where I get it from. Right, and <laughs> you know he was him like my two grandparents, like my grandfathers were always huge influences on me. Uh, this one's my mom's father. And he's always been just because he's just this rowdy old son of a bitch. And I, I just love that about him. That's kind of where I get it from. And then my other grandfather, my dad's side, he's more mellow. He's more, you know, church. He'll go to church. But he's the one that gave me my love for storytelling and how to tell stories because he would tell me stories every night before I'd go to bed or if we were on a long car trip. So this one, the old fucker. Uh, this, this is what we call him. Um, he just gets on the phone. Hey, how's it going? Hey, old fucker, you. Yeah, like, hey, fucker. So weird. And uh, I yeah, like it though. Yeah, we call each other old fucker. And um, so this will be my last. Uh, this will probably be my last hurrah with uh, with the old fucker. And uh, so I called him. I told him, you know, you better you better be fucking ready. We're gonna fucking raise some hell. Why would it? Why is it determined this will be the last hurrah? Is he that sick? Um. Just because I know him, um, well, they don't live in Pennsylvania anymore. Now they're in Mississippi. And just the way it kind of, everything's working out, it just ha- very much has that feel to it. Like mm. this will be the last time we're all, unless he can make it to Christmas time, they don't think he'll make it to Christmas time. If he can make it to Christmas time, then we'll probably have another family gathering or something like that. You're going to sn- sneak some brews in for him and all that? Oh, you know it. Right on. Yeah, he loves bourbon. So. Are there expectations of you in terms of bringing something unique with your liquor store trade for everyone to try? Or no, because this, um, my sister has become very Christian, like very religious. Um, you know, with her dad dying and just kind of all kinds of shit that's happened to her in her life, she's 
She's sort of turned to religion, mm-hmm. and the man that she is marrying, his family, very religious, and it's like that Southern religious, that mm-hmm. Southern Baptist religious. So, yep. um, I don't know. I think this might even be a dry wedding. So I'm gonna have to sneak a flask in for the old fucker. I don't drink, and I wouldn't go to a dry wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be very Texas. I think it's gonna get done early. Um, I am taking a plus one, so I don't know if I'm gonna. Just kind of dip out with her, like if it starts to get too, you know. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a it's a friendly plus one. It's not like a date or anything, but you know. But at the same time, you know, you should take a girl, you know, like have a plus one to a wedding. So um, it's just a friend that's kind of like uh, that John Hughes moment, you know, like like where the pretty girl like will just take the her you know nerdy friend to prom or whatever. You know, she's she's doing me a favor here. You know, she's going to make me look a little better. Wow. Hope you have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I hope she does too. Um, so, are yeah. you, uh, oh, Dana, if you are just so out. <laughs> oh, my she's God. So out. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't know what she's doing. Like, she doesn't realize how huge she is. No, Those she doesn't. Paws. She got me right in the eye, too, right now. She's, uh. just, a, she's just a pile. Um, would you say, uh, of your 10 days, it's all going to be wedding? Or do you think you're going to have some time to get out and hang? Uh, well, I'm going to be there uh, Monday through Sunday. So I just figure 10 days because typically liquor stores are closed on Sundays. So I, I was, fly out Monday. So I fly out in six days from today. But obviously the liquor stores are going to be closed Sunday because liquor stores always close on Sundays out here. So that'll give me an extra day mm-hmm. of vacation. And then... By the time I get back, you know, as you guys know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are my days off. So by the time I get back, that'll tack on some extra, like two extra days. They're not really days off when we spend two of those days working on this. That's true. Um, I was wondering because we're going to have to do a show then before you leave. Yeah, we are going to be doing one before I leave. Uh, However, it's not going to affect you guys at all because this one's going to drop this week on Tuesday. And then uh, we'll record the next one, and I will drop next Tuesday. So the schedule will stay the same. You guys just, uh, instead of us having talked freshly that day that it comes out, you know, you'll have it two days before. We'll be talking on Sunday, not Tuesday. Well, I think I'm going to take a little of my dad's advice, and we're going to have a little structure okay. to the shows coming forward. And part of that structure will be to tell you about what, we're going to talk about in our next show. Now, I can't tell you 100% of what we're going to talk about, but in Sunday's show, we're going to talk about fights we've lost. Fights we've lost? doesn't necessarily have to be a physical fight. Whatever fight you may have battled and lost, there's a lot to be learned out of a, light, out of a fight you've lost. So think of something that you've lost, a fight you've lost, and be prepared to talk about it on Sunday night, and we'll drop that on Tuesday. All right. I've lost many fights, so this is going to be tough for me to whittle it down as to which one. Um, but all right. All right. I have some homework. Yep. And then I, in addition to that, we're going to start, starting next week, we're going to start to talk about what Travis likes and what I like, and very specifically what we like that you can access that you may not have seen, tried, heard, or done. So it could be music, could be trip, could be city, could be movie, okay. could be TV show. But uh, could be midnight croquet against Obi Wan. Yeah, we we'll just try to offer a couple of interesting things in our show since um, and see see and maybe get some feedback from you guys whether or not you like it or not. If you like it, great, let us know. And if you don't like it, let us know because we're just kind of you know we're only five shows in. 
Yeah. And we're just trying to. We're still, uh, we're still, you know, we're still finding our voice. Right, right. So, and like I said, most podcasts I listen to, they don't really find their voice until they get a couple episodes in, like more than a handful like us. Well, you have the voice. Well. Doesn't he, ladies and gentlemen, he has the voice. (laughs) I don't have the Travis voice, the sultry Travis voice. Well, no one has the Travis voice. No, well, you got a good radio voice. Well, thank you. I think you do, too. I don't think you give yourself enough credit. You know that But your old man, what did he call you? <sighs> I'm not going to tell you what he called me, <laughs> but I'll tell you that it wasn't far from an average person from an, a- real, an average person from a real average street. <laughs> a white suburbanite. Dad's real kind that way. <laughs> yeah. My father loves me to death, and he supports me in everything I do, but he never pulls punches. And no. He thinks it's shit. I can remember when I was little. And I would bring my dad coloring pictures. You know, where you going to color your yeah, parent a picture? Yeah. And I'd bring my picture to my dad. And I'd be like, here you go. You know, I love you, dad. Here's your yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah. And he, I, was, I was not three feet tall. And he'd yeah. get down on one knee. And he'd say, you see how you went outside these lines over here? <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up. You could do better. And you, doing better and having a sense of pride in what you do will take you far. <laughs> and I'm thinking... Okay. <laughs> I just drew you a picture, Dad. You're dropping these heavy pearls on me right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm three over here. Like, what? Yeah. They're too heavy, Dad. The pearls are too heavy. Yeah, he was he was always funny like that. And he'd always talk to you like you were older than... And he still does. He'd talk to you like you were older than you really were. Yeah, I tend to do that with, like, <laughs> three-year-olds. I tend to talk to them like they're just... And then sometimes I have to realize, like, wait, okay, they, you know, got to dial it back a little bit, you know? Let's, let's put it in first gear. Let's, you know, they're still learning how to be human beings. Did you have restrictions on what you could watch, like movies and stuff? Um, really just scary movies. Uh, when it came to comedies and stuff like that, I was watching all kinds of shit, cussing, all that. Um, my parents taught me at an early, you know, they're just words. They're just movies. So I was able to watch. Uh, once probably I hit, I would say, definitely by the time I hit middle school, the restrictions were off. Mm-hmm. I could watch what I wanted. They didn't care if I went to R-rated movies. Of course, that was back in the day before they carded you for R-rated movies. And you know, at thirteen, I could just walk in and watch Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So, but usually uh, they didn't have a chance to card me because I was sneaking into the movies anyway. Because you're a kid, you don't have any money of your own. You're at the mall with your friends. Sure. So I figured out how to. I was a professional. People would come to me like, dude, I want to see this movie. Can you get me in? <laughs> you're, an, you're an agent? Yeah. Did they call those guys that traffic Mexicans across the border? What were you? I was a, a smuggler. A smuggler, yeah. <laughs> Smuggling people into the, the, the movie theater. My biggest coup was um, I got a group of 10 in. Nice. Yeah. I was able to get 10 in. Uh, it was a midnight showing of train spotting. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Thank you. you usually Thank you. get ratted out by other audience. No. Midnight showing. That's why I was able to, because you, you got to know. You got to know what you're working with here. You got to know the situation. You got to sure. know your crime and how you're going to commit it. Right. And so I knew, like, yeah, dude, because they, they wanted to go to, like, a 7 o'clock showing on a Saturday night. I was like, the fuck? No. No. That's going to be obvious, because it's yeah. going to be sold out. There's going to be 10 people with tickets going, why don't I have a seat? So I was like, we're going to wait for the midnight showing. Sure. No one shows up to the midnight showing. Sure enough, there was like maybe three other people in there outside of our group. So I was like, they don't know if we bought tickets or not because, you know, and who gives a shit? 
it's midnight showing. It's the last showing of the night. I'm sure the proprietor of the institution. Well, cares. They probably give a shit, <laughs> but eh. they probably care. Yeah, you know, I had no restrictions on anything I watched except news. Really, news? Mm-hmm. When things got heavy, like a president had shots fired at him, or a space shuttle blew up, or so you're talking like the Challenger. Just stuff that was really heavy. They wanted then, to talk to me about it usually. And then let's see here. The Pope. There Reagan, was an assassination. Reagan. Of the Pope. Reagan. Yep. That was before I was born, Reagan. And then I was just a little guy when Challenger. And even what's his face when he took the gun to himself and that you know that politician that committed suicide on the news. No. Yeah, there was a guy that put a gun in his mouth in front of the camera and blew huh. his brains out in his graphic. I mean, you can see it on YouTube. It was graphic. I have to look that one up. Yeah. Or. Uh, uh, you know, when people would get sick or when people would die. Okay. So they, they just wanted to talk to me about it. Right, right. Like, this is what's going on with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The dog's going to eat Be my prepared. headphones, by the way. Yeah. We're sitting here she's and she's, right just, she's just a pile of wrinkles, right? Yeah, she looks so. St- <laughs> Boxy head, right? What, I'm going to get a picture of this right now. You guys are going to get an action shot of. Uh, we'll put it right. Uh, right, like the right, like so. Here, ah, oh, this sucks. The lighting is terrible. Let's see. Come on, here. Wolf. I don't know. It's gonna be awful with the lighting. Well, we'll have to try a different one because you're right. Yeah. You'll just see a big black shadow. Yeah, they're just gonna see a shadow in the sun. So, but anyway, um, where are we at for time right now this week? You know, this week let's let's go a little early. I want to see if people like it a little shorter show. Would you yeah. be all right with that? I'm all right with that. I'm totally cool. It's Tuesday. It's time to fucking taco. All right, man. Well, then let's get out of here. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Later. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast, or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you can just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com You make your daddy proud. You hear me? I'm going to make you proud, daddy. I'm going to make you so proud. You make your daddy proud. You're going to be so proud. Proud. Proud.